0: Well, here we are. Welcome back to the seventh episode of On the Bench with Beaks. I am your humble host, Cody Beakman, and with me, as always, is Ross Moremeyer. Ross, say hi.
1: What's up, everyone? Hope y'all had a good week.
0: And then we got the one-man band, Mr. Keats Zanders. Keats, say what's up.
2: What's going on, everyone? Hello.
0: Hey, so how, how was everybody's week, boys?
2: Nah, not too shabby. Um I'm pretty stoked about uh Colorado finally starting to open up places here and there. It's life's getting back to normal slowly but surely. Um I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. What about you
1: guys?
0: Hey, I've been living life, you know. Just we're uh working away, chipping it chipping off that ice.
1: Oh God! I've been. I've got three more weeks of school. We got a quiz about every week, so that's as as Cody can see. I'm going bald. I'm kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I shaved my head. But... Freaking cue ball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you you're definitely bald. You can grow hair if you wanted to. <laughs> so,
0: uh, well, boys, we got quite an episode today. I mean, uh, we got we've got that uh, update about the Gratz and Obi live stream. For Chell Twenty, and we got the Hockey Day in History, and and today we got a little treat for all of you. We're gonna break down our fa- all of our five favorite uh, top favorite goaltenders. So without further ado, uh, let's begin this episode. And um, I want to start out by just uh, giving condolences to all the you know the family and victims of the recent Nova Scotia shooting. Oh yeah senseless tragedy and so we just want to send our uh hearts out to nova scotia
2: no definitely yeah, yeah. there's unfortunately there's shitty people out there even in canada <laughs> yeah uh, even
0: in
1: canada in Canada especially it seems like it's like oh god that came out of almost left field you get what i'm saying well that's the thing yeah. you
2: never hear it you know obviously in united states it, you you hear that quite a bit unfortunately, but, uh, but I mean, not really, yeah. not, not so much in Canada. So, so oh, hearing yeah. that is, it is a bit of a shocker, you know,
1: it was a, it was a big shocker, especially I got, uh, my buddies, David Stubbs and, uh, Todd, uh, Todd up there, um, Swainsea, Um, and they were just, yeah, they were just baffled at the whole situation. They're just like, but really of all times for this to happen and how it happened, it's just insane.
0: Just senseless. Oh yeah. Well, well, so yeah, we send our uh, hearts uh, and our condolences out to everybody involved. But um, we're gonna switch gears and maybe talk about something a little more happy. Uh, just, just like we said in the last episode, uh, Wayne Gretzky and Alexander Ovechkin. We're gonna go head to head on NHL 2020 oh, cool. to uh, raise to raise some money for the COVID relief. In the Edmonton area and around uh, the D.C. area. Which is
1: really cool. I mean, I'm, really, it's controller to controller, though. I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, here it is. I mean, like, uh, the matchup was actually uh, best best of three series on Xbox. But uh, I, as, as you may have read, uh, Gretz and Ovi weren't very good. So uh, they joined up. With a couple guys that actually knew what they were doing, um, Ovi paired up with uh, John John Wayne Casagrande, a member of the Capitals esports team and the runner-up in the 2019 NHL Gaming World. That's championship.
1: That is fucking cool.
0: And then Gretzky, he actually teamed up with his 19-year-old son Tristan. So I'm pretty sure those two guys were actually carrying a lot, a lot more of the, a the lot weight. more of the weight. Yeah. yeah. So um the,
1: a lot more stress on their shoulder. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh first game, Gretz and his son, they won five to four. But the second game, Ovi Ovi and John Wayne, I guess you want to call him, came back and won the game four to one. But after that, actually, uh apparently Gretz was getting a little too worked over, so he said so he said, let's end it there. So they only played two games. But they did raise over $16,000. That's fucking amazing. And Gretz also said he'll match half of that. So he's also donating $8,000.
2: Not bad, man, for what, maybe a couple hours of hockey and a little bit yeah. of trash talking online? Uh, oh, pretty yeah. oh, impressive. I
0: one, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, like, uh, I don't know if they're going to replay it or not, uh, but it was on the Twitter, uh, Washington. Uh, Capitals Twitch. I hope so. So they they might replay it. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, over twenty four thousand dollars going to COVID relief in uh, in the uh, Edmonton and Washington D C. Now, now is
1: that split dead nuts right in the center? So it'd be twelve each way.
0: You know what? I think it might be. I'm not quite sure.
1: I would hope so because I mean.
0: <laughs> but I mean otherwise. Uh, I Either way, just like what we said on last episode it's kind of a fun way uh, to help out people so that's well, pretty cool
1: cool that and kind of almost to bring kind of like a, like a, almost a, would you call it a silver lining to the whole entire
0: situation that we have going on right now Oh yeah absolutely a total so sil- sil- silver lining.
2: I mean not only that but it's just like it's it's a unique way to bring in some sort of sports even throughout the throughout you know everything that's going on yeah it's over a video game, but it's cool to see uh two obviously very famous well known hockey players doing this and uh and Probably raising two
0: of the money. sorry
2: no, no no i yeah but yeah raising raising you know money for for a good good uh good cause exactly cool. so
1: that that and also two of the most prevalent hockey players in each one of their fucking decades as well
0: well yeah and just 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 like what we said last episode but once again I'm taking it back to six. But I mean they they've got that whole uh, grade you know, eight Great one. <laughs> one versus the Great Eight and you know OV right now is chasing down grits so it's oh, it's he's nipping at his heels. Yeah so <laughs> it's it, I mean it's a great way to spend a Wednesday so hats off to them and hopefully that money goes to, uh, goes to a good cause. Obviously it will. So that's great so uh moving on we've got uh we've got our hockey day in history boys who wants to go first
2: uh i guess i'll go first um so all right keith what you got we're gonna hit uh shoot back to 1992 uh so we are recording a day before so this would be april 23rd 1992 um talk about some coaches scotty bowman probably one of the most well-known coaches in in the NHL, Uh but that's
1: probably one of the most decorated too. Sorry to interrupt you. No, passed.
2: absolutely, no. That's no, that was a good, good one. Um, uh, but yeah, he becomes the NHL's all-time leader in playoff coaching victories. Uh, when the Pittsburgh Penguins defeat the Washington Capitals six to four, uh, in Game Three of the Patrick Division Semifinals at the Civic Arena. Uh, I know. It that is... Division. It is Bowman...
1: God, I haven't heard that division in a while. Right.
2: It is Bowman's 115th postseason victory moving him
1: past Al
2: Abor. Um, so oh, uh, Al Arbor, yeah. Al Arbor, Abor, you know. You know how I am with those last names.
0: Oh, yeah. you. <laughs> your tongue can't, gets a little twisted. Can't, sir, you can't twist the tongue just to right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean that's huge. I mean, uh, and and if you, uh, Al Arbor, I mean he's a decorated coach as well. Oh one. God. obviously most well known with the New York Islanders and the man. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he, if he, if I'm not mistaken, at least uh, 1,500 wins as a coach.
1: Yeah, and they actually have an actual banner of him retired with a bow tie, which I fucking love yeah i have a bow tie just for him yeah and and i think and it might like have his, a mustache on it coat, i don't think he's got a mustache but I'm pretty sure i'm pretty i'm 100 certain that it has a bow tie on yeah it. and
0: uh he's definitely one of the few coaches that are actually raised up into the in, in the rafters
1: i, I mean, think he's probably one of the very few like one of maybe five for mainly
0: coaching, yeah. yeah i mean obviously you've got uh old like uh uh, storied players that also ended up coaching. Yes, but, but I think I mean... he's probably
1: one of the only coaches to actually get, you know, raised to the Raptors, which that's honestly an honor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, cool. Oh, that's that's an awesome hockey day in history, there, Keats. Um What about you? Uh, all right, I'll go. Um, this one is uh, near and dear to my heart. You know, you know me. I, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Team Sweden fan. So this is actually not a, the an NHL hockey day industry. This is actually a, an Olympics uh, hockey day industry. Okay, so exactly 100 years ago, the Trä Kronor, aka Team Sweden, steps off the ice after defeating Belgium eight to zero in their very first hockey uh, match ever played as a Swedish national team. Poor
2: That's cool. Belgium.
0: Uh right well you know what I don't care I'm loving it. (laughs) Those guys
2: had no chance even when they got on the ice. Come on.
0: Uh, And the Olympics were set in Antwerp, and uh this is and yeah April twenty third nineteen twenty, and they actually went on. To win a uh, silver medal in uh, that Olympic That's tournament,
1: not bad for showing up, honestly, and not probably expecting the best. Seriously, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean their first, their first ever uh, Olympic tournament. I mean, fuck yeah, I love it. So st- I was, excited, I was excited to show that one. Huh? And uh, don't worry, boys. I do have some trivia, but that's going to be set for later.
1: Okay, and I think I, I we we talked about it. I have a trivia question as well. So. so
0: lucky you, listeners. You get two. You get a bonus, uh, bonus. trivia question.
2: You're such a copycat, Ross.
0: <laughs> I know. I know.
1: I just can't do it. I just have to just follow i can't be a maverick
2: come on man think of your own ideas damn it
0: oh wow plays your own path here Uh, (laughs) oh i'm out i'm fired i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right ross what you got
1: well uh, on this day in 1964 bob bond i think i'm saying that night right b-a-u-n yeah bond all right um scores one of the most famous goals in stanley cup playoff history do tell. Oh god. Um he they beat the they beat Detroit Skullie uh what is it? Terry Shawa. Satcha? Satcha, there you go.
0: Oh my god, really?
1: Yeah, Terry Sacha? Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm terrible with names too, Keats. So uh, yeah, see,
2: just, and then Keith, you're giving me shit.
1: Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> give you all this shit too. You should hear my dad, dude. He's worse. But besides the point, um, but yeah, it was uh, almost a minute and a half like a minute like, 43 seconds into overtime to give the Toronto Maple Leafs a 4-3 to three victory in game six. The final was at Olympia Stadium. Like, talk about old.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it.
1: But uh, the legend has it that the Toronto defenseman scores a goal with a broken
0: ankle. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's hockey right there. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, not even revealing your injuries until after the offs. Hey, buddy.
0: <laughs> that's how
2: you but, do it.
1: Uh, Oh yeah no you gotta just especially if you're in the finals dude you got to but um, yeah let uh, that though he says in 2011 that it was actually a broken leg bronze injury is injured blocking a shot by Gordy Howe. I would never want to get in front of Gordie. that howlitzer no <laughs> midway through the third period and starts overtime in the dressing room getting treatment. And a few seconds into the overtime, in the first shift of overtime, he takes a pass from Bob Pul- Pulford. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Alfred, yeah. Um, and it, it takes what he calls later the uh, triple flutter blast with the follow-up.
0: Hey, man, <laughs> that's historic stuff right there. That's that's just that's straight uh, that's straight rough hockey. And
1: it was just inside the blue line too. Oh, I mean. Beautiful. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. So yeah, uh, you got anything else to add to that?
1: Uh, no, that's it, man. I mean, yeah, that, that was my exciting hockey day. in Well, sh- I,
0: I, I got to say, man, a solid hockey day in history, boys. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, like I said, uh, we've got something special planned for you today where we're, we're going to be breaking down all three of our top five favorite goaltenders of all time. Now it's not, not the ones that we think are the best, it's our personal favorites, so if anybody gets pissed off about our top five. Write your governor. I'm yeah. kidding. Write <laughs> your governor.
1: Suck go it. Governor. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted lip, I
0: would have jiggled my zipper. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I don't know, who wants to go first?
2: Oh man, I don't know. Who yeah, who wants to go uh, first?
0: This I'll fall on this grenade. Oh wow. Yeah, uh so you yeah
1: i grenade for ya <laughs> There you go.
0: <laughs> By the way, we sing too. We don't just talk about hockey. I'm, my bad, I had to just bust out and song and dance. All right, well so yeah, I'll go first. Um so my uh my fifth favorite goaltender of all time. It's gotta be Tommy Salo. Tommy Salo, born in Surahammar, Sweden, drafted fourteenth uh in the fifth round uh by new- the new york islanders in 1993 he had 526 games played uh tw- 210 wins losses 225 which kind of sucks but i mean his goals against average when he was done was 2.5 save percent 905 and uh the reason why i, I like tommy is just i don't know man I ever, like I, I grew up watching him just, like, decimate the abs every single freaking time they played. And, I mean, I, I every time I was always so pissed off. But eventually he actually got traded to the Colorado A- Avalanche. And I was so excited, so excited. But it turns out that he got traded when the NHL lockout happened. So he didn't even – like, he played, like, five games – For the Avalanche, five games, and and when the lockout happened, he actually got uh went over into Sweden and played for MODO, and obviously I'm a big fan of uh, MODO football. Oh yeah. (laughs) But I mean I don't know Tommy. He just always he just always uh, shown just great freaking uh, prowess in net, and obviously because he's a Swede, I'm I'm gonna be a bit. a bit biased. Uh,
1: you're going to be, yeah, you're not even going to be bipartisan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, all right, so I'm moving on to number four. We've got Olaf, only the goalie, Kolzig, baby. Dude, yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: That dude stood on his head back in the oh, day. Oh,
0: and the year is where my tribute comes in.
1: Oh. Here we, we go. Are doing it now or are oh, we doing it later?
0: No, it's got to be right now. Oh, so. my God. My trivia for today, boys: Where was Olaf Kolzig uh, born? Yeah,
2: I'm not even gonna try.
0: I don't even know if you guys would even think it, think of this. Like, do we, can I just say the country, or do I need to get the specific? Line? Yeah, just say country. Uh, take, I'm I, gonna say take... Slovakia. No, 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 no! You're gonna jump out of your fucking uh, shoes here. Johannesburg, South Africa. Shut the fuck up. South Africa. He was born in South Africa to German parentage. Fucking Toto. And pretty much for the rest of the time, he you know, he moved around like Canadian cities, but he never applied for Canadian citizenship. So he chose to represent Germany, Germany, in the Olympics and stuff like that. But yeah,
2: was he like a was he Like like a military kid or something?
0: I would, I I I don't know because uh, I'm not quite sure. I think maybe they were just uh, maybe they were like with the uh, German workforce down there or something. That could be. But I mean Johannesburg is like predominantly, you know, like uh, uh, white.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I have an old friend that I used to work with. His wife is down from there, and it's basically the England. Wait, it's she
0: sounds like she's
1: from straight the UK. Yeah. Like, do you want to spot the tea? and all that? Like, seriously, we'll come up and nice this gal, too. It's like, wait, where are you from, UK? No, oh, I'm from South Africa, Johannesburg. It's like,
0: what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my trivia for today, but, by the way. But then, he played for Germany? Well, because, I mean, he was born of German uh, parents. Okay, so that they makes all, sense. So, okay, that makes and sense. And that's why I kind of think it was like a workforce thing, because uh, be... they were probably... They were probably uh, uh, Ger- uh, German citizens that were, were down there working, and uh, they actually well, gave birth to Oli down there, possibly. Yeah. But, that's... yeah, Johannesburg, South Africa. Well, that
1: or they could have been on, like, on a mission through, like, something. True. I, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not trying to throw all that into it, but, yeah, I'm just saying they could have been on other shit, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: but, um, yeah, that's – that's my trivia. And the reason why I liked Ole so much, I mean, the man was always so solid. And I. and He I, had
1: that, like, chip on his shoulder, like, attitude about him. Like, not, like, out on the ice to fight people, oh, but yeah. in the net. Like, he had something to prove, dude. That's what I of love course, about yeah.
0: him. Of course, yeah. He was a scrappy goaltender. And, I mean, he, and the the best thing about it is that it never really got into his head when he was down or anything. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. he was always very well composed. It wasn't like your Varlock mobs or anything like that no jesus what's wrong no, with are alarm off uh, we'll talk about is that is that,
2: is, is that for a different episode
0: that might be i don't know uh, we'll see who, who uh, all your other top fives are yeah but uh, i think one of the biggest memories uh of Oli, well actually uh patty law got his uh, record win against Oli.
1: That's true. And uh, was it that in
0: Washington? Yeah, it yep. was in Washington. Okay, I'm
1: trying to remember the game. And yeah. right
0: after the game, Ole was the first one to go up and congratulate Patty for his. And I mean, yeah. Well, that's goalie to goalie.
1: I mean, Keats can understand that. I mean, would you, Keats?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but you wouldn't see fucking Osgood go do that to Patty, would you?
0: Oh, absolutely not! Right.
2: Uh, so <laughs> it, it takes a certain person to do something like that, but I I know what you mean.
0: Oh yeah, I, I mean uh, that's just gentlemanly. So I mean, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my fourth uh, favorite goaltender. So my next my next number three is Mika Kipper Kippersoth. Oh God!
2: Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> He's good. He's great. He's yeah.
0: You guys
1: yeah. both remember that little kid that would go to almost every damn game with his dad if you watched, like... All dressed, up, in all movies, dressed yeah. up as Mika Kiprasoff.
0: Oh, all mimicking
2: every, every movie does?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he would like, warm up with him every single yep, time. He'd yeah, sit,
1: he'd go out in the aisle and do every single thing that he did for warm-up, dude. Like, even his, like, regular, like, hoaxy kind of, like, uh, ritual shit, you know?
0: Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I mean uh, I mean Kipper he was uh, he was a battler and I, I, I like the most thing I most I remember about uh, Kipper is that uh, those just like stretched out just oh yeah. flashing the leather gloves saves man. I every single time I would think, oh yeah, top cheese for sure. Nope, that fucking glove every single time he's oh, yeah. coming out of nowhere, well, like man. Well,
1: you expect him to do kind of a patty wall, like wiggle the glove. Nah, he, he was he just... stretched so far, he had to get up off his back.
0: And he's like, <laughs> man, most of the time, he's like five feet out of the crease. He was not afraid to oh. come out and challenge a shooter. Oh, no. And I just, I, I think, uh, I, I just, because of that, I just, I, I had to add him in it. Because, I mean, just seeing that every single time. I, I mean, I've uh, already two goaltenders that have just like frustrated the hell out of me when I was watching during Avs games. But I mean, Kipper, I had to add him, and I mean, that man was—he was an iron—he was an ironclad goal goaltender. And when Kipper was on, you just—you weren't—you weren't seeing the back of the net for anything. Oh, no, would get a shutout or two. Just impossible. So yeah, that's my number three. Number two, here we go, Jerry. Cheesy Cheevers, baby. Wow. Jerry Cheevers, born in St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, I mean, he played both in the NHL and the WHA for uh, Toronto, Boston Bruins, mainly Boston Bruins. And he played for the Cleveland Crusaders in the WHA. Uh, Cheevers, uh, you might know he's he's best known for his goalie mask, all the stitches and stuff all over it. Oh, yeah yeah and well and
1: i think that wasn't that uh correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure for every time he made a shot like a save with his head wherever it hit he would put a stitch like he would start over every season so there
2: there was yeah so there was basically 150 about stitches that he ended up having on that mask but essentially how Essentially, how it all started was um, he got whacked in the face during a practice once upon a time. And uh, Gary essentially said, fuck this, I'm hurt. He went off the ice um, and uh, basically lit up a cigarette and drank a beer. He's like, hey, I'm injured. Uh,
1: Old school hockey.
2: So coach went back in the locker room, obviously was mad that Gary wasn't out practicing because he wasn't as hurt as he thought he was. Uh, so his coach ended up, uh, that stitch on him. It's like, here, yeah. there you go. Get back on the ice and let's go practice. So that started a tradition from there on where, uh, cool. Gary would add a stitch every time he had a close encounter injury. Like, yep. um, uh, and that's, that's kind of how we accumulated all that.
0: And you know, what's, what's awesome about, uh, cheesy too, is, uh, the man was an incredible puck handler. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he, was he, known, uh, like, he was known for being basically the third defenseman back then. Before there. his
1: time. Like, our time, dude. It's oh, yeah. Just, and, like, he was one of a
0: few. Yeah, and uh, and uh, that's that's what I appreciate so much about him is that, especially back in those times, I mean, in the 60s, you know, you, you're thinking about your goalie. You're thinking maybe he's just going to stay inside that crease, you know, and just make those kick saves. But, no, Jerry – he was just an incredible puck handler. He could have played, he could have played out if he wanted to, but he, he wanted to stick in that net. So, I, I think that's uh, an awesome thing about Cheesy.
2: Absolutely, man.
0: And all right, for my top, my top goaltender number one, I'm pretty sure you boys can guess this one. Patrick Saint Patty Wah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Had to be. <laughs> no, it had to be. Because I mean, uh, I, growing up, that was that was the goaltender I watched, you know, and just just his his fire, his passion for the game. And oh, just... he still has the passion. Oh, the well, obviously. I mean, he took that into being a being a coach i mean in the first abs game me coach, he pretty much crushed bruce boudreau with uh yep i was with, there at that uh, game so was
1: i was at yeah well I'm, i was in the duck's jersey yeah me. Six to, me. Two. six to two six to two but that was like the most in like that just it put a new fire in me almost about uh, hockey. it's, it's like, like oh
0: coaches can do that shit now and push over walls.
1: I mean, yeah. I
0: mean, coaches uh, – co- uh, obviously, there's been coaches like Tortorella that have, like, gone off off the head. Oh, yeah. The, which I obviously, uh, coaches aren't are, – are, uh, hockey coaches are known for having a fire, too. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's just, you know – It was different from – At the time where the Avs were, uh, were struggling <laughs> and our last coach was, what, Joe Sacco – Oh, sucko! And that like, man, good for, like, that man, for the Ducks, that man didn't show, shit. did not show an ounce of emotion at all. He was just a stoic. Well, that and he didn't, just send didn't, didn't even a, look like he gave a fuck about didn't the team. Seem like, he yeah, an and then like to that. have Patty Wall come in and just a fire under, like you know, bees in his bonnet. He brought Ooh. the same passion that he that he played with, and that's what I loved about Patrick, is that you know he. He was emotional, and he played. He played with a fire under uh, under his belt. So, and I, his belly. and I mean, just seeing all the most, uh, seeing him get the winningest record, just like I mentioned with Oli, was. I mean, it was. Uh, he's the most memorable and my favorite goalie, down pat, sort of speak. Yeah. So yeah, that's my top 5 boys. Who uh who wants to go next? Pete, take the wheel, bud.
2: I'm taking the wheel, huh? Yep. All right, let You're me Better go.
1: than Jesus cuz he might take the wrong wheel.
2: <sighs> you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's uh <laughs> Look, we get we we got similar things. So, uh so I'm I'm not I'm going to try to make it short on some of them, but uh first of all this was the hardest thing in in my life i'm i'm kidding probably not in my life but this was tough for me because there's so many great goalies out there you know
0: there it is. There and is, yeah
2: and you don't want to you don't want to pick like you know like the the ones that everyone knows but then like Anyways, I went back and forth a million times until I finally put a list together, and I was just like, you know what? This is how I, I feel, and it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: kind of imagine for you, it's like a fat kid, fat kid going into like the a candy m- shop, like the uh, like the world's biggest donut shop, oh. and being expected to say like, well, I could probably do that with the liquor store. Well, that's the but, thing. Uh...
2: I mean a lot of the a, a lot of you know all the goalies out there you know there's every, everyone has something different to offer and everyone everyone has leaves um a different a different type of uh I guess history down the road for other people to look back on and talk about you know so it's it's like it it's not about to uh, at least for me like it's not about the stats or like how many games you won or anything like that um, you can still be a great goalie and leave an awesome impression, even if you freaking lost every game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, um,
0: uh, I mean, Tommy Salo never won anything. Not even the Vesna man. He won an Olympic gold, but I mean. That, yeah, you're right. That's not it. But I still loved Tommy. Yeah, so, no. So, yeah, bring it on, man. Let's see what you got. All right, so, <laughs> so,
2: Code, my uh, my number five was Gary Cheesy Cheevers. got
0: <laughs> a boy, got a boy, all right.
2: That was my that was my number five, dude. Um, I, I just uh, obviously guy played way before our time, but obviously he's been known. Uh he like you said, he played for Toronto Maple Leaves, and and it was mainly because the Toronto Maple Leaves drafted him, but uh, didn't really do much with good old Gary, and, it, and, and until the Bruins stepped in, and oh, yeah. and he's. The,
0: uh intra player draft yep. like 5 yep. years later yep which
2: exactly that's probably one of
1: the smartest things that they ever did besides getting the crowd line yeah <laughs> back in the day that is my bad and i
2: uh, and obviously everyone knows gary by his mask which i'm going to touch on here in a little bit and then also gary was um, the guy that won the cup or helped won the cup for boston in 1970 and 1972 um <sighs> Yep. And between all these um, sh- shenanigans that he did throughout his career, he ended up making it in the Hall of Fame in uh, 1985. Um, but yeah, Beauty. but yeah, going going back on Gary, um, Gary has different different stories. He he's one of those guys that uh, sort of comes off. Uh, he will not be mad if the coach tells you to skip practice. Uh, it sounds like Gary was a guy that he. He wouldn't mind, you know, going drinking beers instead of instead of you know playing out with the team. Um, Wait,
1: in the
0: locker room. Well, oh. yeah, but I mean, yeah. even just uh, uh, on days off or practices, you know. Yeah,
2: you give oh you, you you give Gary a day off. Gary will not be like, come on, coach, let me let me let me get in there. Gary's gonna yeah. say, no problem. Um, <laughs> Gary's also Gary also was one of the guys that um, he was pretty aggressive. Uh when when there were games that counted, Gary was not scared to really skate out like uh Cody mentioned. He could he will he would play defensemen instead of playing in the net. Uh he was very comfortable skating out very high. Uh high well, very, he's a
1: good skater too. He
2: wasn't a bad he wasn't a bad skater, but he wasn't a uh, much of a stand-up goalie. Um, yeah. If you if you even watch old videos, uh, Gary likes to be down a lot. Uh, yeah,
0: he, you, you you'd see him on on his back or on his butt more than you'd see him on his skates. Oh yeah, but when he skated out
1: there, he got gone for a
0: goalie. <laughs> well, he he
2: he wasn't scared. Uh, if 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 a player got to, a little too close to the net or whatever, he wasn't scared scared to whack the dudes with his stick. Um, he was he was a pretty aggressive guy. Um, and, uh, with the whole, you know, not being much of a standup, uh, up goalie, uh, one thing that he did in his practice is he actually would put his stick away and he would, uh, take shots, um, without a stick while he does all these, you know, down on the ice move movements just to perfect that. Uh, That's so that, awesome. that was another thing that Gary, Gary liked to do and, and obviously worked for him. um, Another funny story that you hear about him is um say he gary had a pretty bad game um say the score was like seven to two or you know gary was he was run up Boston was losing and uh say you ha- say you have a player going uh one on one towards him that he knows as a really good shot um Gary will just literally just kind of like skate off the like yeah go ahead shoot an empty net uh he was he he didn't care so he if pull he pull the goldberg
0: just if, if, take the
2: goal <laughs> exactly so if 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 it was if it was a game that you know didn't really matter anymore or like there was there was no chance of a comeback um uh, gary's not gary didn't didn't want to stay in front of the net and just just take a save cuz it didn't matter and he's like yes. i'm not his His intentions were like, oh, well, I'm not gonna hurt myself over what what difference is it gonna make if I lose you know it's seven, seven to four two. or like yeah. eight to four It doesn't make a difference anymore so that was that was an interesting th- interesting thing about him um and then obviously, going down to the mask uh, w- when I think of Gary's mask, obviously we talked about the history so, and how yeah. how the stitches started uh one thing one thing that I think Gary started was what goalie masks are today uh um, yeah
1: yeah no you are 100 percent right because not a lot of they just had the straight white goalie mask.
2: exactly or they had
1: these weird goofy face cages and that was like what, what like tony esposito wore yeah yeah for a while
0: yeah
2: yeah absolutely and and that's
0: something i didn't th- think about that but you're fucking totally right that's uh, that's awesome
2: yeah because I mean it, that was a weird time back then too you either had gullies that were masked you had goalies that didn't wear anything still and we're trying to figure out the whole like should we have a mask on like the or a helmet like the players do or should well, we just you know
1: box off the face
0: should we well, just yeah, rock it yeah. Yeah, back in the '60s, it was almost like a faux pas to wear a mask. Almost well, it was like also. Yeah, like, I mean, it was slowly being ushered in, but I mean, guys got a lot of shit for well, wearing masks.
1: Yeah, and even like the helmets and shit. I think Gordy Howe was like the last player to play without like a helmet or yeah. something like that.
0: That's and, and that's, it's
2: crazy and that's a, to, yeah, to that they played like that. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, and I, I. I I think, like I said, he, he ended up being the guy who was like, all right, well, if, I, if we're going to you know, be wearing these masks, like, might as well make it, make it cool. Uh, make and, it your own. And until and, and, and this day, in my opinion, I think Gary's mask is still one of the most intimidating masks That anyone has had in the NHL. I mean, I know we we have our our, we we have. There's all kinds of fancy masks today, you know. But but Gary's mask is
1: just like. Style
0: these days, though.
1: Or the ones that I like, I forget what the Pittsburgh goalie was, and he wore like that weird looking, like stormtrooper like. Oh, the one that
0: hung like the one that hung down real. Yeah, like
1: that's intimidating as shit. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> uh,
0: I I I gotta go with Keats on this. Uh, Achiever is probably the no. It,
1: he's hands down my favorite goalie mask ever, and it was great to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame and see that shit. Oh, i bet. Oh God, I I I was giggling like a schoolgirl. I'll tell you that much. Uh,
0: all right, Keith, what you got for number four, bud?
2: Number four. So number four is, uh, in my opinion, sort of an outcaster, but my number four is Marty Turco.
0: Turco, oh.
2: so, in my opinion, he obviously had a long career with the Dallas Stars, um, plenty of opportunities to make things happen, and obviously never end, never end, ended up getting nowhere. I mean, somewhat close to the Stanley Cup, but never fell through. And that comes with, I mean, even when they played the Owls, what was it, the o four o five season, and then the five o six where. Where the uh, Avs just completely shut him out, um, yeah. And there was even, I believe, there was even a story in one of those seasons where they were, the, uh, some of the players in the team, or like, I, I don't know the full story, but they were like essentially blaming uh, Marty for for their loss during during the playoffs.
0: I remember that uh, he he got he got shit on a lot. Oh god, he well that and he,
1: he did. He kind of flopped on a few of them things, too. I but mean... They were kind of easy saves. Like, I'm not a goalie, obviously. But, yeah. I felt that there was a few saves that he could have had. But, yeah. He...
0: What I mean to say... To say it was all Marty's fault. I mean, that's just... Hard that's to, a damn shame.
2: Yeah, that's that's hard to say. And like I said, um, him now looking back, like, he's just one of those goalies that I think probably... Would have been cool to see if he got at least one cup, you know, throughout his career. Um, that, but you yeah.
1: said. got it first with the Stars, right?
0: I believe so.
1: Okay. All, All right. right. <sighs> I just wanted to check my head because I was like, wait, hold on. Oh, wait. No, that makes sense. So,
0: And that's the same with me and Kipper. I mean, Kipper deserved a fucking cup. Oh, he did. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Keats. I think Turco probably deserved a cup.
2: Right, he was just like... I mean, he he was a good goalie, you know? I mean, how many years did the Stars have him for? Like, oh, God. God. It was like eight or nine... It had to nine.
1: Be two fistfuls.
0: Well, I mean, he was the guy for so long. I had a, I just, he was number one at
1: least for, I think, at least almost ten seasons. Between five to, had 10 to 10 have seasons, been. Had to have been. At least.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, obviously... Didn't work out for him, but he's still known for some cool things. Um, I mean, in my opinion, uh, till this day, he's, I mean, he was known for probably one of the best goalie stick handlers out there to, till this day. Um, I'm sure they're out there now, uh, but oh, you
1: got Becca Renee, and um,
0: I don't know if Rene could be really considered,
1: uh, a... oh, he's better than anybody else in the name.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Mike Smith uh, has some pretty silky hands. Oh, that's
1: true. I was about to, yeah. I mean, I
2: mean, I I can I can send you some pretty decent videos of Elvis Merzlikens these days too. dude, hey, dude knows
0: she just got a, he just signed an extension with uh, Columbus. He
2: yeah. did, he did. I was uh, I was honestly pleasantly surprised. I I don't know why, but I thought that uh, even though how well he did, I, I I think he I I thought he was gonna move on, but he no. didn't.
0: Uh, no I don't think so I mean because Corpi Corpusalo I think uh you know he had a chance to take the reins this year and he just he just if can't he, handle
1: it if he's not if not number two I'm gonna be surprised Corpi's a he
0: will he'll be he'll be a strong backup but I think Merzlikens is just oh take hands
1: it. down just he already way.
0: has but I mean I think he'll he'll be a solid uh, 10 D for years to come what well, did he
1: have like five six shutouts in a row and almost like yeah. either set a record or almost set a record? or tighter record.
0: Yeah, guess who broke that shutout streak. Oh, yep, the
1: Yoli Avalanche. Yep. All right.
2: Anyways, let's get back to Marty real quick. Um yeah. So, obviously he was he was well known uh for his stick handling skills back in his day and and uh he, one thing that I still use to this day that actually that I ta- that was learned from Marty Turco was the pad down when you receive your puck. Uh, it's, that's something that Marty really pushed when he was playing. Um, instead of, you know, say like someone's trying to clear, you know, from the other end of the ass, trying to clear, clear the puck or however, uh, most players, what they'll do or even goalies, they'll skate out and they'll just standing up with their stick. They'll try to stop the puck and then pass it over. Uh, but a lot of times what you see is the puck sometimes with the speed, it, it tends to trick, it could tend to travel up the stick and then go yeah. behind you and go in the net. So what Marty used to do is when those type of pucks come, he would put his, one of these, uh, knees down or like his knee pad down as sort of like a wall. Um, and then battle down. Yeah, battle down and I still use that even playing barely till this day. Uh, I noticed
0: that about you, actually. Yeah,
2: so that's very smart. That's very a smart. little. That's a little Marty. I mean, my coach really pushed it uh, back when I was playing somewhat competitively, but uh, but I, I that 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 one skill has stuck in my head uh, throughout my whole life. Um, Hell yeah! And another another thing that I really liked liked about him back in the day is when he played for the Stars. I thought he had the coolest setup. Uh, When the Reebok kits started coming out, every player used to play, and he had an all gold one. I thought it was.
0: Oh, I remember those. Those Silky, those were fucking beautiful. I thought
2: those were the sickest things in the world.
1: Hell yeah! (laughs) But that atmosphere says you just get life gives you lemons, just paint that shit gold. Well, he painted them shits gold. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. Nice. Very nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for good old Marty. Um, so oh. number, let's let's just go over to number three. Um, my number three is actually Dominic Hasik. Um Okay. Hate the dude, just because he played for you know Detroit. But putting all that aside, he was probably one of the most phenomenal European goalies there is. Um, even oh. even till today, I mean. He had a very unique style, ah,
0: um, uh, to say the least. It was like, what have
1: you? Is yeah, what have you? Like, what? What the hell is going on? He just sprawled and just, oh. And
2: a and another thing with him is like I, I can't think of another goalie that's played for. What did he play for? He played for Chicago Blackhawks, Buffalo Sabers, Detroit Red Wings, and uh, Ottawa, uh, right?
1: And he should have had a cup in Buffalo if it wasn't for the fucking Brett Hall, right?
2: And even, but even besides that, every team he went to, he had a phenomenal career.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: Like you know, like typically you see like you know goalies start traded. Like you do, like say you do really well in like. Your first team you get drafted on and then something happens and obviously you get traded because of it. And you have like a so-so season and then maybe someone kind of starts thriving again. But then you fall and then typically you end up retiring. That's how typically most goalie careers go. Yeah. Uh, for Dominic though, in my opinion, he, like I said, between every every team he got traded to, he really stepped up and it was like shit. It was awesome that we freaking got this dude cuz he helped us out, you know. At the end of the day, it, it, to me again, it's it's not about, you know, getting Stanley Cups, but uh but he he brought something special to to every to every team he played for.
0: He, yeah, he always had something to add. Oh yeah.
2: Um and like I said, he really painted the picture for uh the European goalies at least. Um so Oh yeah so he he's he's like the guy that that everyone had their eyes on you know um and then how could you not (laughs) i was obviously a phenomenal career with detroit um what did he get two stanley cups with them yes sir um he's he's phenomenal you know he was he's phenomenal what he did um he had a very unique style um he he just had that 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 old-school old school stands. Um, I don't even know what yeah, the to call it. Yeah,
0: the stand-ups. Stand-up tendies. Well, he, he but like he a, wasn't like even... a young Fallen too.
1: Like, his, his legs were always, like... His knees were well, always, like, touching. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: He played that... Well, he played that straight-up style, but he never ended up straight-up. That's for no. damn sure.
2: Yeah, and then um, another thing that he did was... Uh, 1998 Olympics in Nagano, Japan is... He uh he led the Czech national ice hockey team for their first Olympic gold medal. Uh, that was two- amazing.
0: Guess who was on that team? Tell me, Cody. I do believe uh my boy Milan Hayduk was on oh, that team. He sure was. <laughs> He actually has some stories about the Dominator that you gotta hear. Oh, we we gotta get him on. We go one time. I I was I was lucky enough to go out and have a beer with uh, Milan because he does a lot of work with uh, Dog Nation. Oh yeah, because he's on the board and um, oh man, he had some stories to tell. I, I imagine so. I, I'm not gonna say anything. I, I I really hope I can get you guys hooked up with him one one time or another. But he had some stories. He actually has quite a few stories about oh, uh good old Wayne Gretzky too, but that's for another t- time. But yeah, that, I think that's fucking awesome. I mean, Olympic goals are huge.
1: Oh yeah, is and isn't he uh didn't Isn't he part of the triple crown, uh, the triple gold club too?
2: Oh God, yeah, he um he got yeah. multiple awards, and I I I'm for I can't think of any. He's obviously a Hall of Famer. That's one thing. Two-time oh. Cup winner, three-time Jennings Cup winner, two-times Hart. Um, he was a six-time All-Star. I mean, the list goes on and on. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he, he. hats down, phenomenal career. Love the guy, hate the guy. You got to mention him. He yeah. really, like I said, painted, painted a picture, not only for the European goalies, but for, I'm sure, for... Many, many, many other goaltenders that play till this day, um, and and you know stats wise, you know, three hundred eighty nine wins, two hundred twenty three losses, ninety five tie, 95 ties, ninety five ties, eighty one shutouts, uh, goals against, Jeez. two point two uh, zero seven 80, percentage, uh, 81
0: shutouts.
2: Yeah, for not that's, that's insane,
0: especially playing like
1: he did, like uh, Keith's. Yeah, we'll still talk about him here
0: later. Because yeah, I think uh, what I, I I used to have this little saying for him. I I always said that his mantra was "get lucky, save a puck." Oh, pretty <laughs> much. just because the man just flopping all around and just like half the sh- half the half the saves he ever made was what just like he was a Jedi That's fucking dude. ridiculous. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs>
2: Well yeah yeah exactly he's 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 one of those guys was it Patrick Wild that like that kissed the posts before the game
0: oh yeah he always used yep. to talk to his past he was like flurry give like
2: is. a little yeah. smooch yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: I'm
2: sure I'm sure he um he he was thankful for his posts too because I because I bet you there was a lot of them but be- between oh, yeah. his uh yeah. The style he played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving um uh, let's let's just move to the next one. Um next one for me is gonna be Saint Patrick. Patrick Waugh
0: at number two.
2: At number two. Um uh, obviously we all know a guy deserves number one. Uh again, of you know for four time four time Stanley Cup champion, two at Montreal, two at Colorado Avalanche. Uh probably one of the guys that uh really brought out the butterfly style for goalies. Oh yeah, um,
0: he's the one that ushered it in, man.
2: He really did and, and and uh obviously a lot of a lot of goalies are using that style to this day and I don't think I d I don't see that going away. Show me um,
0: one goalie that's not <laughs>
2: Right, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's he he really prefer uh was the one that really brought it out and and, and everyone everyone kinda of followed it. Um, I don't know what what else. What else should we talk about him? I mean, Cody, you mentioned basically everything. Uh, most of the things. Very aggressive guy. Uh, very comfortable in his position. What he did. Uh, every now and then. Uh, going back to some some games back in the day, his cockiness tend tended to bite him in the ass. Oh yeah. Um, God, I can't remember what game it was back. It was what? it was one of those. Patrick Wild loved to do the windmills with his glove. Yes. Could've, it could have it could have been like the slowest, little easiest glove catch, but he'll make it look like it was the craziest save he's ever made. Oh yeah, you know oh, he'll yeah. he'll yeah. he'll catch he'll catch the puck and then he'll do like this big windmill afterwards, like it knocked him on his ass almost. Uh, yeah, it was but just like, but there was one I remembered that he did. Where he essentially caught the puck and then he did the whole, you know, little, ooh, look at me, I caught it. And almost like, look, I have the puck. And it ended up falling out of his glove and it went into the net. And it was.
0: I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. I remember that was during the uh, 2000, 2001 New Jersey Devils uh, series. Yep. And he
1: got fired up after that.
0: Oh, uh, well, uh, that was after the abs were up, I think, like 3 0. Yeah. And the. Uh, uh, that was one of the goals that uh, the Devils actually fought to come back to win that game, and yep. after that, I was so pissed at him for that. I was so pissed off. But yeah, I mean, like like you said, like his his cockiness could get the best of him sometimes. And it, it would show sometimes, but thank God, not most times. Exactly. You know.
2: Yeah, no. A lot of times, you know, in, in the long run of it all, it, it I, I guess it fired him up more than anything. Um, but but yeah, there was I mean just like goofy things like that about him. Um, obviously, like I said, four time uh, Stanley Cup champion. Obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah.
0: Pretty. Desna trophies, Conn Smythe trophies.
2: Yep. Um. Pretty good record, you know. 551 wins, 315 losses, 100, 131 ties, 66 shutouts, goals against 2.54 uh save percentages .910. Um so again,
0: the man was a dynamo.
2: No, absolutely. Absolutely. He really was. It's uh,
0: Another thing another thing I remember though, like a, this is actually a positive story, but back in the uh 96 uh in the 96 series against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, how JR was chirping him oh. on the ice, and uh, one of the reporters asked him after the uh, game in, like, a presser, he was like, what was, uh, what, what what's, uh, what's JR been saying to you on the ice? He's like, I don't know, because I have my two Stanley Cup rings stuck inside my a ears. Plug in ears. Plug yeah. in ears. Plugging yeah. my ears. I just love that. I, oh. I, I just That's love my dad's that. favorite quote.
1: Besides when he went off about Bruce Boudreau uh, after that first
0: game, yeah,
2: <laughs> no, he was he was he was a bit of a smack talker. Uh, and that's that's what made that's what made fun watching yeah. him, and obviously that kind of went on when he was a coach as well. So, oh, totally. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's obvious. That's all I got for Patty. Uh, and then I'm sure you all guys know my number one's gonna be Arthur Zirbe.
1: Um, I figured that
0: uh, that was that was uh, that was a no-brainer I, we knew that one like well, as soon as we as soon as we just uh, started talking about doing this
1: that's gonna happen like white on rice rice I mean <laughs> yeah
0: I
2: mean I obviously I had to I had to pick Arthur's because uh, Archer's was but uh, really but exposed me to goalies to begin with before I even started playing hockey Um, you know and he was he was huge in Latvia back then. Um obviously he's known for uh for his own uh very unique style as well. I want to say it's very similar to HashX, maybe a smidge different. Uh but they had they had a very similar style. Um you know, um another thing about him is um he was very very weird about his gear. <laughs> Yeah, that
1: Jofa helmet with that cage on it. I was gonna say that, man. So he, and that's always made him stick out.
2: That's all he wanted. He always wanted that Jofa helmet. In fact, I can remember in like early 2000s, I believe. um, I don't know what happened to the old one. It might have finally broken. But he actually put out an ad looking if any locals in the area had one of those masks laying around, and he'd he'd gladly buy one. Yeah, he he refused. He refused to wear the the old um, old school uh, or old not old school but the new new era masks. Uh, his his words really were it made him feel like he was in a tin can, uh, uh. and that was that was the reason why he absolutely hated the the new masks and he stuck with the old ones. Uh, but not only that, even with his gear, his pads, uh, catcher blocker. Uh Arthur Zirbe was uh one of those guys that you know most days you see you watch goalies and you 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 know, you these guys have a different set every season. In fact, some of them have like two to three sets uh per season that they yeah. go back and forth. Arthur Zerbe was very against it. He wanted the same exact uh white old uh I believe it was Coho, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, you're right you're uh brand. Right. Uh, and instead of, you know, having all the fancy stuff like most people had, he had a, he had a repair kit, He had a needle with some, you know, with some, maybe some extra pieces of leather or something. And you'd see him, uh, before games or on his days off fixing his pads. Um, and it's, and and that's just how he played. He, he hated, uh, new things. Um, and he, he was very, very stuck, stuck in his own ways, um, Obviously, his career started, uh, with at least within the NHL, in, in San Jose, uh, where he played from 90, I believe, from 91 to 96. Um, that's where he ended up getting his nickname, uh, Wall, like the Wall. They used to always say, Irbe, like the Wall. Yeah. Uh, he had a very success, successful career. Obviously, no Stanley Cups, but he did very well for San Jose, and people loved him very much over there. Um,
1: oh, they still do <laughs> during,
2: during off season, uh, I believe it was 95, 96, uh, he ended, actually ended up getting supposedly mauled by his pet dog, which ended up ge- giving him a, uh, injury to his hand. Uh, due to that, uh, I guess his performance wasn't very well and the sharks released him. Um, and then for the next two years, he obviously played for Dallas Stars, where he didn't do much. He played for Vancouver Canucks, again, where he really didn't do much. Um, where then down the road, he ended up making um, his way to Carolina, where I where things started clicking again for him. And Yeah, uh, he,
0: I was about to say, he was on the team the year before the Hurricanes yeah. won the Cup, right? Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. So he was very he was he was very um he was a big part of uh oh one oh two season uh when the Hurricanes were in the Stanley Cup finals playing the Detroit Red Wings. Um unfortunately uh things didn't work out uh and the Red Wings ended up winning. Uh but that was probably that was probably the best Airbase played in a long, long time. Um and then and kind of moving on, you know, oh two, oh three, uh didn't do very well. He ended up getting, you know, sent down uh, to the ECHL, if I'm not mistaken, And and that's kind of like how, how his career really ended. You know, he went back to Latvia. Uh, yeah. Played for some teams there. Um, then, actually, he did get uh, a deal with the Columbus Blue Jackets, but that ended up being in uh, the lockout time. And he ended uh. up not playing one game with them. Um, and and long story short, uh, he he retired. Uh, but yeah, uh, either way, uh, for like a first comer Latvian goalie, hell of a career. Uh, people know him very well till this day, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm sure, yeah, in the San Jose era, people probably still talk to him, like you said, Ross. I
0: mean, oh yeah. I no. mean, you gotta have your head in the sand if you don't know who our Irbe is. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, like he, I was just even reading up on him just going through all this stuff and it's just to have a guy as like what your dad said like just the way the hockey system out there is just brutal like just to have a goalie come up in the league and at that time as well and just do what he did it's just amazing just to read his story
2: no, yeah, and he, he actually there there's a book out in Latvian about his whole story and his whole life. Uh but he uh, he actually he actually practiced uh and he was on the same team when he was little with one of my coaches that I played back in Latvia with for a very short period of time. Uh uh but um he came from a very, very poor family and he didn't have much um he had like the shitty and that that's where his mentality came from so that's that's what sewing that sewing that hockey gear and and kind of like i guess playing with like the bare minimum or or like with what you have uh that's came from that because yeah he his family wasn't very wealthy when he first got into the whole idea of being a goalie he would just like wear like He'll triple layer his clothes, and and then play outside with his friends that had like fancy sticks and stuff, and he just he just used what he had. Um So it was he 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 has a very very cool and humble story about him.
1: No, I I,
0: I love that. Absolutely love that. That's why I love
1: about him. Just reading his story, man.
2: And then. I guess he had so he had so in San Jose they call him the Wall and then actually he ended up getting the nickname of Michelin Man down the road as well because of his gear (laughs) because Uh, of his gear yeah 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 yeah, so so um, yeah that's all I got for Irbe Uh, quick I guess quick stats real quick for him too two hundred and eighteen wins two hundred and thirty six losses so he lost lost more than he won unfortunately uh Uh. 79 ties 33 shutouts goals against was 2.83 uh save percentage was 0.899 uh and airbay was known for his massive five hole uh that was probably his biggest weakness really is it probably got him screwed a lot of the times
0: well, that, and he was playing with the San Jose Sharks in the, like, early 90s. So, Wasn't I that
1: mean, when Reggie was also playing with him, too?
0: Uh, no, Reach played later. Okay. That rat face guy. I fucking love me some, love him, uh, Mike
1: Richie. Oh, that's a face only a mother could love
0: him. Turns out he was, like, a total fucking, oh, like, ladies man. man. I guess when he puts his teeth back in, he doesn't look like a fucking such a wreck. He doesn't, he doesn't look, look too like bad. He yeah. Hey, like, Soki, top five there, Keith. Let's uh, let's get go- let's get Ross going on his top five. So I'm gonna go with my
1: number five, um, Zon Sebastian Gigio.
0: Not a surprise.
1: I know. I have. It was is that or uh, Guy, Guy Hubert.
0: I'm surprised Hubert is not in.
1: Even- I know. Like well, we'll see. Hold on, like just cracking five. We got John Shabazz Jigear, um, which he was,
0: Jiggy oh, with it. Oh
1: yeah. Oh my God. That's what I loved about that. He actually, they did a, like they started playing that at the Arrowhead Pond and shit like that. Now, that's he was that's like, awesome. Every time like he did something amazing, they just started playing the, the jiggy with Getting it. Jiggy with it. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, he won a, I mean, and he had an immaculate regular season record. I well, mean, just career. And general. even career. Like, he was at least, he won the smite once against the New Jersey Devils.
0: No surprise.
1: And then he also won a Stanley Cup in 2007. Of course. But, um, I mean, we also, the hockey day in history, will go back to that first, like, playoff game that he ever played in.
0: Sixty-three saves. Sixty-three saves, yeah. <laughs> I mean and I still I, maintain that's the same. Yeah, like
1: uh, that guy was it it was something that possessed him that that that's what I'm just like going out and saying. Like you oh, can't yeah. do that. But um and it was kind of funny because he swapped over, he got drafted by Calgary.
0: That's right. That's yeah. He did, huh? Yeah. So he
1: basically went from, I think it was Calgary to, oh, Lord. Um, I can't even think of it. But then after that, he went to the Ducks because the GM just thought that he was just spot on. That's what he wanted.
0: Clearly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, and also with the Con Smythe trophy, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, everyone. Do your research, but I'm pretty sure he's one of the few and only goalies to win the Conn Smythe while losing the Stanley Cup finals.
0: That's right.
1: And Robin right. Wattenmeyer was on the Ducks, and his brother, Scott, God. won the cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I thought that was just amazing. And
0: that was the uh, 2003 season, right? Yes,
1: yes. We're. It, Palkria should. That was the on the floor. The lights out, the
0: yeah. Boards.
1: Yeah. They, they should have won
0: that cup, but... Yeah. And then, ironically enough, 2007, Scott and Rob and Jiggy yep. win the cup in 2007. Who yep. was... Uh, I think uh, uh, Rob was Cons White trophy winner. That uh, Scott
1: was, actually. Scott,
0: that's right. Scott Which, was. I
1: mean, t- we'll get into him if we do a defenseman, top five defenseman. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah, I've got you know all right yeah that's mine like and his best year was the 2003 like run that they oh the man was on.
0: he he was was, a man on fire
1: oh yeah oh yeah it was insane just to watch him play like it was like where this guy and he was like a big body bully too you don't expect that from a lot of like big body guys to where they're just sitting there just basically
0: oh he's rubbery too yeah (laughs) I guess it's kind of like a, like a Ben Bishop. I mean, Bishop yeah. can get down, but, Good old uh, but I mean, Bishop is a little more uh, vulnerable moving left to right. But Jiggy, he was, he was proficient at that. Yeah, he was,
1: <laughs> but, um, well, I'm going to have to go with my next one, which is the dominator.
0: Dominic. Kashuk shows up again on yeah. our top fives.
1: All so... right. But, yeah, the way – but Keats basically hit the nail right on the head, like, with everything. I'm just going to add, I love the way that he played. I mean, I've got one of his Center senators. You know that. But yeah. <laughs> the guy, the way that got, that guy played to where he was just snow-angeling, like, all the time. Like, you've never seen anybody come to the – I don't even know.
0: League. I don't even know if you can call it snow-angeling. It was more like fucking scissor kicks and fucking – Back flips, I don't know, man. Whatever you want to call it. Tuck
1: and roll. Tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. (laughs) But, yeah, and just his fire. Because, like, if he got pissed, and he'd also play outside the crease. Way, way outside the crease. But, yeah, no, just his fire and, like, the way that he's gotten lit up, like, about, like, certain plays. And that's another reason why I picked Jiggy. He always had that fire, too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and they had an attitude. So, well, basically all of them that I picked have that an dude so... do <laughs> I wonder what
0: that says about you. <laughs>
1: but, um, yeah, it was just great to watch him, like, like he should have won something for Buffalo, that's for sure. Yeah. If it wasn't for that whole Brett Hull, Grease Rule thing, and Abo would agree with me on that. He still flips shit about that to this day. Yeah, that's... <laughs> But, yeah, um, he should have had three Stanley Cups. I'm glad that he was a great goaltender. Just not, as Pete said, like, for he was for Czech Republic, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. So well, winning them a gold and then, yeah, um, just going and winning two Stanley Cups. And just everything that he brought to each team that he went to, it was like he almost had that new swagger. You're like oh, I, yeah. got I got Dominic Hash. I got the Dominator right here. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Every, everyone, everyone got a good deal with him.
1: Oh, you yeah. know, like
2: some, no. of the, like no. a lot of, a lot of times when people like draft some of these like older players, whatever. It's like it's it's a little bit of a risk. Like oh, I oh, think yeah. he's yeah. gonna fit in, but you know we'll have yeah. to see. Like him, it's like <laughs> shit. I got a good deal. You know, Detroit right. got a good deal. Buffalo got a good deal. Ottawa oh, got yeah. a good deal. Like, yeah,
1: I don't think no one's
2: mad about having him
1: no well you rolled the dice on him and it's a 50 50 shot once he like you know his buffalo days you're just like whoa okay what's gonna happen after this because he played i felt like his most immaculate goal oh his
0: his tenure his tenure with buffalo was probably the most immaculate he's ever played
1: oh yeah like but he still had that swagger and he brought that swagger
0: there was never a time where, like, where I would see where he would go somewhere and like, well, they got screwed on that deal. That's mm. for damn sure.
1: Hell no. That's that's what I love that he brought as well. And he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't mind
0: dropping the gloves either. Well, I don't know. I, I do remember that one time uh, he was playing for the Red Wings and there was, like, a huge scuffle. Oh, yeah. That and was getting in there. That was supposed to be He skates all the way down time. the ice. He skates all the way down the ice. And then... "Quote unquote trips yeah. and uh, makes Patty uh, fall over, and Patty's ready to go, and then he skates away." Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not going to agree that with you on that. The uh, it could have been. I was, but I was like, out of my chair. I was yelling at TV like, "Let's fucking do this!" And then he pulls that kind of bush leak like,
1: shit. That's true. I, that's I, true, I, I, I'm going to disagree with old... you on that. Oh, okay. Well. In his older times, I mean, he had. Well, he boy, was older, but I mean, Patty well, was no, too. Like his like way, way like younger times, I guess. My bad. My well, wife, I mean, he's like oh, he had that fire. He back
0: was... in the yeah, I don't, I don't, know if he's ever even actually fought. That, I don't has think you? so. No, oh, no, but I don't think but,
2: he ever has. No,
0: no,
1: but he still had that fire to just like throw the glove. Well, at he you had and the... all that like he wanted to start something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, pro- he had the prototypical hockey
1: anger. That's for damn sure. Oh
0: yeah. All right, all right, so Dominator for, uh, what, what was that, for?
1: That was 4-4, four, four. and then I have, what was it, Battling Billy Smith.
0: Battling Billy Smith, ah, oh, I knew that was going to show up. Dude,
1: yeah, no, the guy won four Stanley Cups in a row with the Islanders, and one of the main reasons, like, everybody does the Bossy and the Gillies and all that, but if it wasn't for, like, they say that he showed up, Every time in the playoffs, more often than he did in the regular season. Oh yeah, but that guy had and, a
0: temper. And oh that, well, and that's why I think uh, he he is almost kind of considered underrated because, yeah, he didn't show he he was not a regular season player. Yeah, no. He was definitely he was definitely a playoff goaltender.
1: Oh yeah, and that's what led them to all that basically being the only dynasty that's won four cups in a row. That's in the recent.
0: Show me another one. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, other
0: than Montreal, yeah, that, was, that was fuck ages ago. And I mean, maybe Toronto's done it, but I mean, that was even, that was even longer ago. That was a millennia. Right.
1: Ago. But I mean, yeah, that, that's just amazing that he is able to go through and just do that for the islanders and that was a new franchise right at that time too.
0: Oh yeah. I mean they were they were they were fucking spark ass new.
1: So but um yeah I mean, also I'm pretty sure I'm like not a hundred percent sure he yeah probably might hold the penalty or he might be second like most penalties by a coldy. Cause that guy would just he would just bludgeon you back in the back of the head if you got too close to his priest with the stick and everything like he would that guy would throw down in the corner
2: yeah <laughs> Do, doing a gary style
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean and he wasn't like the best puck player
0: Hextal. yeah Hextal. Hextal. Hextal.
1: he was the original Hextal. there you go <laughs> but, yeah no it was just great to just see him just like not even just be that good throughout the whole entire season but like when it mattered, oh, God, that guy was hands down a brick wall, dude. And that's why, well, they also called him battling because, yeah, the guy just battling the crease. Like, anybody would show up near that thing, oh, he'd try to – well, he's got multiple slashing penalties to the head. Like, he he, he didn't care.
0: <laughs> so I got it right here. Actually, Ron Hextall is ahead of – Billy Smith. Oh my god. Five eighty four to four ninety.
1: <laughs> but I and
0: then the next one is Tom Barrasso at four thirty seven.
1: Oh, and he was a dick.
0: And then Ed Belfour, and we all know Belfour had just the worst fucking temper. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean he, he's close. But and then
1: let's see here. Then my next one will have to be good old Saint. Patrick well,
0: Oh yeah, Patrick um, shows up again.
2: You're I such a copycat.
0: copycat. Oh,
1: such a copycat. Oh God. <laughs> God,
2: God. always copying.
1: Get on, get on the horse that you rode into town on. Rode into town on. Get <laughs> out of here.
0: Easy for you to say, bud.
1: <laughs> I I that up. But no, just watching him. Like favorite play. I will say this when I knew, like, he was just for real, just get the hell out of my area. I forget what player it was um, for the Detroit Red Wings. And he just goes up and just straight up hey, If and mistaken,
0: it was Darren McCarty.
1: I think it was. I believe and it he was. I goes, could be wrong, it, it could. It could be wrong, but I just love that because it was just like, I don't care. I'm going to get away with it. If you get even in my crease, like, he showed the fire. He, like, the jumping, like, when he went after Vernon, jumping on him <laughs> like that's and then his play i mean god that's that speaks for itself if he would have honestly played like longer in the nhl he probably would still hold the record for most games one instead of marty berger like hands down like, he called it quits when it was a good time, honestly. First, I mean,
0: so. he played so long. I mean, well, I mean, and he had four cups, dude, contender. between two teams. <laughs> I mean, the man was drafted in 1984. Yeah. Right. Albeit that he didn't actually start playing. till 86, so. I think? '80, uh, Yeah, I think it was 86.
1: Because that's when he won his first cup, was as a rookie, which that was amazing. I think it was as a rookie, which that's amazing. I think he also – they were. They were they were doing Calder Cups at that uh, the the Calder Trophy at that Calder. time. Calder or Calder Trophy, my bad. Um, and I think he won that that year too. Honestly.
0: Uh no, he didn't win the Calder. He never won the Calder.
1: Okay.
0: But I mean, yeah. Uh, uh nineteen eighty-five. That's basically when he came in. He won the Conn Smythe
2: and the that's Stanley what
0: it Cup. Was. Yeah. I'm in kidding. his rookie year.
2: Yeah, that's insane. His
1: rookie
0: fucking year. Yeah.
1: He should have got the Calder,
0: though. Calder? Calder. God damn it. You dyslexic bastard. I know. All right, what's your number two there, bud? So, my
1: number two... That, that was my number two. So... Oh, yeah, name,
0: that's right. Number
1: one... All right, this is gonna... I did some research on this guy, and I will say it was between Ken Dryden, honestly, and what is it? Uh, Jacques. Jacques,
0: Jacques Plant.
1: But... I, I the first
0: even... guy to wear uh, oh, a yeah. mask. Oh but... yeah. I'm just saying, Throw first guy out. to wear a mask, and that's only because he got a fucking puck right, rocketed right to his face. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and if you look at him without a face mask, at old pictures. Oh, there's that
0: beauty picture, like just. Oh, uh, yeah. He's uh, got just
1: scars all over. On his face. that,
0: uh, well, uh, just on that jersey video I did talking about Bor, uh, Bors, uh Salmi. Yep. I mean, he got he got stepped on my escape. skate. He, yeah. If you look up that picture... Oh, it's gnarly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jacques, Jacques had a fucking face after that only a mother could love. Oh, yeah. And, well, I, and like, I'm pretty uh, sure mom kind of shied away from it, too.
1: Yeah. It's like Ian LaPierre, too. LaPierre? <laughs> <Le> LaPierre. <laughs> oh, I
0: fucking like... love Ian LaPierre.
2: Oh, uh, Le, I love LaPierre, too.
1: But uh, what is it? Uh, my number one is Bill... Duran Bill Duran 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 okay so um he only played seven seasons with the Habs out of six of those he won the Vesna trophy which he still holds the record for
0: the most Vesna's yeah oh wow
1: he won four in a row before 2004 when I think oh no it, but he won four in a row the first one to win four in a row
0: Wow.
1: And he also went on a 309-minute shutout streak. Before it was broken in, hold on, this is back in the, what is it, 1946, 1947? Yeah, it got broken in 2004.
0: That's insane.
1: So, and also, he is one of the only known to record ambidextrous goalies. And they called him Dr. Strangelove.
0: Dr. Strangelove. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I did a little bit of research on this guy. And, I, and he's also, like, quote, unquote, the according to NHL.com, is the greatest nearly forgotten player in NHL history. Clearly.
0: I, I didn't even know who he was until you brought him up.
1: Um, and he, once again, only played seven seasons. And he did all this. In seven seasons? Yes.
0: Oh, my God. Six
1: out of seven, he won Vesna trophies. And he also won two Stanley Cups with him. He opted out, came back, and won his second Stanley Cup.
0: Dude.
1: Also, one of the last goalies to be a captain ever in history before, what was it, the Dernan rule.
0: Oh, really?
1: Dernan rule, yeah.
0: It's it's called the Dernan rule.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they had problems with goalies, like, calling timeouts and all that. Like,
0: uh, were... Yeah, I can see it.
1: So, I can see it. But, yeah, I mean, and he that – I'm sorry. This, this guy, I have read into his story. It's amazing. That's insane. Yeah. So. But, so, I
0: hear you got a little bit of trivia coming at yeah. this.
1: Um, I will have to ask you guys. You guys, might. this might – the easiest might be not. I, I have no idea. But um, who was the first NHL player that was a woman?
0: Manon Realm. There you go. Manon Realm.
1: And who did she play for?
0: Tampa Bay.
1: And what province did she come from? Quebec. My boy.
0: I, I even got a hockey card to her, man.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. My friend uh, Aubrey, she's got a signed hockey card of hers. I'm like, that. Give me that shit. She goes mm, over my dead body.
0: <laughs> All right, I've got, I've got a, another bonus. Oh wow. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, who, who was uh, the first goalie to be captain after that rule?
1: God, I don't even know.
2: Keats. I'm thinking.
1: Because that was like 1947 or 1948. But I love the World War II shit. You know, that oh, yeah. keeps like
0: right around that era. Oh, that's where the crowd line came from. Oh, yeah. Love it. What do you think, Keats? Uh...
2: That is way before my time. This is this is like the 1920s or some shit, isn't it?
0: No, we're talking uh, the first goalie to become captain after that rule.
2: Oh. Oh, Luongo. Bobby. Oh. Lou.
0: Bobby Lou. Ah, oh, fuck. Himself, I was Bobby like, Lou. Like, hold
1: on, and they said, "I was like, oh no, nope, that's it. I forgot about that."
0: Yep. He couldn't even wear a C on his jersey, but he was—he was the officially captain. the team captain. Wait, was that for the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, the Canucks. Because that was both a
1: uh, Sadin. Wait, that was his retirement night, or no, no? What was that? Was both the Sadins out then? Oh yeah. Oh shit.
0: That was uh, that was before he was traded to Florida, and that yes. was right. Yeah, that was like that was a couple of years before uh, the Sedin, uh brothers actually retired. As as a lot of people like to say, two girls no cup. Oh God, shots fired. Well, boys, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I uh, I like it.
2: Yeah, no, this was great. It was definitely it takes it takes a lot of time to talk about every each goalie. Uh, one thing I was gonna say was uh, I because I already forgot because we've talked about so many different people or different aspects of a certain player uh did anyone mention Terry Sawchuk?
0: We were uh there there was mention of Terry Sawchuk but yes. um not not one of my favorite goaltenders.
1: That Sacek, was uh um, was mentioned in the uh what was it? I think when I talked about Batlin Billy Smith.
2: Well the, well, the only reason I asked was because he was one of the dudes that uh, between him and he was between Cheesy and him is what I was struggling with a lot between some of the old school guys. Um, oh, yeah. Because talk, talk about a mangled face. Oh,
0: dude, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, t- Sawchuck, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's at it. He's at
2: it. He was, he was insane. Um, unfortunately, uh, depression got the best of him, obviously. Um,
0: yeah. And I mean, uh, I, he had, he had an illustrious career. career. He yeah, really, career for sure. no, he uh-huh. did.
2: Uh-huh. And of course, uh-huh. it has to be the Red Wings again where he really thrived the most.
0: And yeah, and, the thing is, like, I wanted, you know, like, I wanted to, you know, like, span it out over the years, but I mean, I, I just couldn't do like too much of the old, old school, just because I never got to watch uh, Cheesy play, you that was know. Amazing. I would have loved to see Cheesy oh, yeah. play. There's that. I, Billy Smith. I also, I also, I also would have liked to talk about Andy Moog or like Kelly Rudy, but I mean... it's just. I didn't get a chance to see them play very much, so i I couldn't like in like wholeheartedly add them to the list
2: i mean if you wanna watch cheesy, there's some really really crappy YouTube videos out there out there oh yeah him. um oh and, and, there's and a cool show... there's a great documentary about him um I can't remember how long ago it was, but I think that's on youtube too uh oh, where where yeah. where they talk about the helmet and He's sort of a little laziness, but yet super, uh, super, you know, uh, into it when, when the time is right. Uh, he's, he was an interesting character.
0: Oh, by all means. And I mean, uh, and, and that's why I love him. So I mean, uh, uh, I might be a little biased as well, just because I am a Boston Bruins fan, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't leave Cheesy out, and, and I mean, just like you said earlier, uh, Keith, it's like, there are so many different goaltenders with such oh. such an outstanding story and character mind, I think goalies, like, I'll, st- I'll stand to it till the day I die, that they are probably the most interesting people you'll ever meet.
1: But you will be surprised, we also talked about it, I almost picked Ray, Razor, Emery.
0: Yeah, like, Ray Emery would have been a great one now.
1: Like that guy would throw the minutes at you while he's coming to just Superman. Oh, you, buddy. You know?
0: <laughs> And it'll be your biggest defenseman. <laughs> yeah, Razor was a hell of a goaltender. And rest in peace, by the way. Yeah,
1: no, rest in peace. But I, I almost – it was him, Jager, and Hubert. But
0: – I am still so surprised you didn't do Hubert.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I love Hubert, but, I mean, Jiggy. I met the guy at the Avs games and also out in the Hockey Hall of Fame uh,
0: ceremony. Played for both of your favorite teams? Oh, yeah.
1: And it's just like, he was such a personal guy. It's just like, oh, fuck. And he is fucking, I mean. So soft-spoken. Oh, oh, he is very soft-spoken. And, you know, I'm that like, damn near deaf. Not really, but it's oh, like, yeah. Huh?
0: Huh? <laughs> You're treading water, bud. You're treading water. Well, that,
1: and you have Bob and Bob Murray over on the other side of you, too. True. So, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was a toss-up. But, yeah, Jiggy did a few interesting things. That's why I was just like, you know what? I got to watch him do all those things. And, and the, yeah,
0: that was the, and that, and was a lot of my reasoning, too, just because I got to watch a lot of those, like Salo, Kipper, uh, Patty, um oh gosh. Now I'm blanking on my last one. Oh, Oli. Uh-huh. So I mean, I gotta say, boys, that was some silky top fives. Yeah.
2: No, not bad at all. That I was I knew too, I mean obviously we, we talked about this before, like that we're gonna do the top five, so I had to get prepared for it. And in my head I was like, I know everyone's gonna have freaking patty on the list. Well, it's kind <laughs> but, of impossible. But it was right. just like it was just like depending on like where like in their like from five to one, you know, where, where he's going to land.
0: Or, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it could have been
1: anywhere. And- oh, he would have been my number one, but I mean, I found, found a bit, I found it the other goal. Like, like it's just like, got, you know,
0: but- well, that's what I, and what I was surprised about you keys is uh, going cheesy, you know, so, like both of us cheesy.
2: Yeah, man. I, uh, like I said, um, I think he has a cool story, um, and uh, and for me, really, the the helmet, man. Um, I I have a t-shirt with his face on, with the helmet.
0: Oh, from The Violent Gentleman. Yeah, dude, I was looking at buying that thing.
2: Yeah, I I mean, that's how much I like that helmet. I think it's one of the most badass uh, helmets that anyone's had. And I think, oh, man, like, I think someone did, like, a, um, like, top, like, top most, like, badass NHL helmets or something like that. And,
0: uh, NHL Network did a uh, countdown. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he was number
2: one. I think he was number one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think he was the one that really uh, put it out there. uh with, with, it started with the stitches and then next thing you know like everyone yeah, else started painting their white helmets and it kind of progressed progressed from there uh, And I
0: love that it's a tradition that still sticks today. I mean, albeit it, it's it, it may be more about like style these days, but I mean there's still meaning in it and the, and I love that the NHL has allowed the goalies Oh, yeah. to continue that
1: Or oh, like uh peter buddha I, I always liked on the back of his helmet he always had ned flanders yeah <laughs> he,
2: right <laughs> he always had i don't know if you know but he always had uh like a simpsons character as well yeah, yeah, ned Flatters,
0: ned flanders. Flanders. yeah. oh is
2: that what it was okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry but, uh, and
1: then you also have like uh what is it frederick anderson and he would have Lego characters because he was at, with the Ducks. Yeah, he would have like Batman busting through a wall, like all oh, that. Uh, made. It's it's Did so cool to see Van Beesburg when he went to Philadelphia. Oh, that was the yeah. dopest helmet ever.
0: He had a great one when he was playing for the Florida Panthers. Oh too. yeah,
1: the Panther head opening up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, boys, I think this one's uh this one's a, a wrap up here, eh?
1: Oh yeah. I uh, shout out to dog nation and all of our listeners and yeah, keep on keeping on.
0: And I, I actually do want to just say, uh, thank you to another podcast that's out there. Uh, the hockey minute they've been, uh, they've been listening in and giving us a uh, feedback over Instagram. There you go. So if, uh, if you guys want to check out another hockey podcast, hop on over to Spotify or anchor and check out the hockey minute.
1: Yep. Check them out. They're, them boys are good.
0: A lot of insight on uh, what's going on uh, with the league right now, so just check them out. They're they're good, old, a couple good old uh, Vancouver boys, I believe.
1: Uh, it sounds, a, I think that sounds about right. They have that little twang.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, for uh, for this episode on, on the bench with Beaks, uh, keep your stick down on the ice and keep keep checking, babes.
2: That's right. Till next time, boys and Hell girls.
1: Yeah boys and (laughs) girls but yeah no stay safe out there with all this pandemic but yeah also yeah we'll see you next time
2: all right
0: have a good one guys see you next week
2: thanks for listening till next time